This is the Getting Divorced podcast. I'm Corey Shapiro. In divorce news, we have a big change in England. I also think Wales. They are moving to, or they move to no-fault divorce. For people who don't know, the old law, and this is how it was for everyone, if you wanted to get divorced, you had to have a ground. A ground would be adultery, cruel and humane treatment, abandonment, you know, leaving your spouse. And that's the game that was played for, I guess, years, decades uh, in England. And the divorce reform movement, I guess, overpowered the conservatives in that country, and they are moving to a no-fault divorce. So now you just have to have really no reason you want to get divorced. It's fine. You just want to get divorced. It's good. I did look at a BBC article about this. I'm not obviously that familiar with English law as I practice in New York, but a couple of things that were interesting. Under the old law, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is just what I read in the article. Under the old law, if you wanted to get divorced, but you didn't want to allege a ground, you didn't want to attack your spouse, like with an adultery, or even if it was just consensual, you just wanted to get divorced, both of you, you had to wait two years, I guess a cooling off period for two years. If you didn't agree on this, then you had to wait five years if you didn't want to allege some type of ground for divorce, like a cruelty ground. So that's great. I think that's a good step in the right direction. New York has had that since 2010. A lot of states, and I do think a lot of other countries do have that. A couple of observations. The fault issue is still relevant, or you know, the, the contributions of your spouse is still relevant in custody cases. That's where it could be relevant. Also could be relevant in, in states that have equitable distribution, where you're trying to argue for something other than a 50-50 distribution of marital assets. So that's where that could be relevant. So just because you agree on grounds, it doesn't mean the divorce is over. You still may have all these other issues. But if you're dealing with an uncontested divorce, I think that's a step in the right direction because now it's just one less thing you have to focus on. One Last observation of what's going on there, I read, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like the cost to get divorced, I guess just the fees, this is the fees you would have to give the state to get a divorce, is 593 pounds of sterling, which comes out to, I guess, in today's exchange, about $780. In New York, it costs $210 to start a divorce action and about $350 total fees to the state to get divorced. So I thought, since we do have budget issues, that we are having a New York bargain here, and maybe we do want to think about increasing the cost of those filing fees. All right, moving to our question of the episode, Mary asks, I want to get divorced. I cannot stand living with my spouse. They are narcissists and self-absorbed. I feel I have been emotionally abused for years, but we do not have much money to fight in court. We have two school-aged children. After years of not working, my spouse just got a job. What do you suggest? Well, Mary, sorry going through this difficult situation. I'm glad you were very clear with your budget. So you don't have much money to fight, to pay lawyers, to do things. So you have to be a little bit more creative. When I speak to clients about these issues, the first thing I talk about is what's important to them. And although you say what's important to you is, in your first sentence at least, is a divorce, I don't really know if that's really what's important to you, at least initially. And that's something we would explore. I'm going to assume what's important to you 
is getting some type of physical space. I mean, obviously you want to get emotional space from your spouse, but at least physical space. You want to live, you don't want to live together with this person. You don't want to act as a traditional marriage. So I would think you want physical freedom as your first goal. We already discussed the budget. Just to review, the budget is your time, your money, your energy, your emotion. If you're dealing with someone who's very difficult, who's a narcissist or self-absorbed, doesn't necessarily even maybe want the divorce, it's not going to be easy. There's going to be a lot of emotion in play. So you have to be very smart in the way you handle this. So what are the logistics for you to have physical freedom? Obviously, the first thing that comes to mind is you need to move out. Do you need to get divorced to move out? No, you don't need to get divorced to move out. You can move out. But you might be saying, well, how are we going to share the children? You know, if I move out, what's going to happen? There's no parenting plan. Well, you're going to work it out. There's no parenting plan now when you live together. Of course, it's a little bit more difficult if you have two homes, but you can work out a parenting plan. You're not trying to take away any parenting time necessarily. Maybe you want to agree on 50-50. There's a lot of different ways to do it. If there are problems, there are specialists, which I think that could be a good use of your money to deal with this. You could talk to what's called, at least here in New York, a parenting coordinator maybe a parenting counselor in other states, maybe a mediator to just resolve a parenting plan. Remember, a parenting plan could be informal if there's low conflict, doesn't have to be in writing, could do week on, week off, whatever you guys agree on, or it could be obviously more formal, more written, more complicated. You can also Google the state of Arizona. They have really good proposed parenting plans. So you can Google state of Arizona parenting plans and they give you some options to think about if you're having those issues. But one thing I would say on logistics is you want to give your spouse notice. That's the most important thing, I think, that you're moving out. You just don't want to just like leave one day and say, I'm gone. That's not going to really hold well. Things go south in your divorce. But if you give someone 30 days notice, this is what I'm doing. They're going to have an opportunity if they object. And I don't just mean object by sending you a nasty text or an email. I mean, really going, you know, hiring a lawyer and going through a more formal process. A lot of people express themselves in anger, but then they calm down and they rethink. But other people don't. Other people are really upset and then they hire a lawyer and they may block this. I don't necessarily know where this is going to go. And that's something you want to discuss with your attorney. But as long as you are acting reasonably, you're giving notice, you're offering sharing parenting time, I'm not really sure what the issues are going to be. But again, if you're concerned about this, you definitely do want to speak with an attorney. Now, the last thing is, what are the obstacles? Court have sort of alluded to it. Just, I would think, how is a court looking at this? So you may want to go for a consultation and really think through how this can be done in your specific jurisdiction. But I do think, Mary, you just want to rethink your goal. I think that's the biggest thing here from the divorce, which could take years to just really giving yourself some physical peace. And I think that could really be helpful for you. And I think you might be in a very different place in a few months living alone. So there you go. Not really any quick announcements today. Moving to giving people some appreciation who are going through difficult divorces. You know, if we don't have the budget, just like Mary, if we don't have the budget and you know, you, you're going to hire an attorney and you give that attorney thousands of dollars, maybe those thousands of dollars can be used in a better way. For example, maybe you need to pay first month's Security deposit, rent, moving expenses, furnishing the place. Could that be used, that money? Attorneys are not necessarily magicians, especially when they have a limited budget. 
They could be godsends in certain situations. I'm not saying they can't, but they're not magicians in every situation. So if you do have a very limited financial budget, it's smart to get consultation, get wise counsel, do some research, and really think through what you're doing. What I always tell people is think of, even if you have a big budget, and I say to people, you know, look what the U.S. did in Afghanistan with a big budget. I don't know what we achieved necessarily, but we spent a lot of money and a lot of time, I think 20 years. And there could have been a different way of handling that with maybe a better result. All right. So thank you for listening. This is Corey Shapiro. Until next time. 